Thanks for listening to the New Life Church Cersei podcast. Before we get into today's message, we want to remind you that if you'd like to get connected to what God is doing here in our local community, you can text the word Cersei to 88000 for more information. There you can let us know how we can be praying for you this week, get plugged into a life group, you can give online, sign up for a serve team, and so much more. We also want to let you know that you can join us live every Sunday in person at 9 or 11 a.m. or stream our 11 a.m. service live every week on Facebook and on YouTube. Finally, you can find today's message notes in the Bible app. Just tap the link in the podcast episode notes to follow along with us. Now let's get ready to hear a great message today. everyone and happy Mother's Day. We're so honored that you would join us here today um, on this special day. So first, I always like to acknowledge and just recognize that I know that there are those of you here today that Mother's Day is especially hard. And so maybe you have lost your mother or maybe you have lost a child or maybe you are in a waiting period for before you have a child. And so I just want you to know that I recognize that today is super hard for you to be here. I remember the first Mother's Day that I went to church after we lost our first daughter and how difficult that was. So just know from my heart, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you. And thank you for taking the brave steps to be here today on an incredibly hard day. So... Um, again, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for being here. As Kevin and I just kind of sat and talked about what we wanted Mother's Day to look like this year, um, and we talked about we had had a panel probably five years ago, and uh, we talked about that, and we talked about um, maybe me speaking, and I've done that before, but I just wasn't feeling, feeling that this year. And so we talked um, about doing a panel, but doing it differently. And so we have done this differently. And what I have is four incredible ladies who are just going to talk about their story this morning. And I hope that it is a blessing to you. I can tell you uh, from the nine o'clock service that it, it is a blessing to me. And they sat around a table with me at my home this week at our home and we had dinner and just kind of talked and shared our stories and talked about today. So I want you to know today has been prayed over. It has been thought over. And I really think just if you can open your ears, even if this is not just for moms, this is for all of you here, just open um, to what the Lord wants to speak to you today. So um, I have, uh, you probably know most of the people here, but just want to introduce everyone. Danica O'Dell is on the end, and she is married to Robert, and they have, um, she has two children, two girls, 13 and 7. And then this is Beth Davis, and she is married to Robbie Davis. And a funny story about Beth and Rob is until they came to NLC, everyone calls him Robbie. And, but when they came to NLC, they were, she was like, oh, that's not going to work. So everybody's going to have to call him Rob. And so she, when we're talking, she'll be like, now, my Robbie. Um, but the funny, the funny thing is, is my maiden name is Davis. So my, my growing up name is Robbie Davis, but Robbie Elizabeth Davis. So 
it's just funny that there's Robbie and Elizabeth Davis. Um, so it's just a funny little quirky thing. But she has three grown girls um, in their late 20s and 30s. Um, and so um, she's going to be speaking. And then uh, Ute Wesley, um, many of you know, and she has a daughter that is 27. And then Caitlin and Ben, and y'all know a lot of you know her story, and she's going to be talking about that more this morning. So I'm just thankful that they have agreed to be here and talk about their stories today. So we want to start with Beth. And um, Beth is, like I said, she has raised three daughters who are successful um, women and all doing great things. And I'm like, how'd you do that? <laughs> I go to Beth often for wisdom, and she's always so helpful. I can actually call her about anything. Like, she she knows something about everything, I think. Um, how about that? Like, hey, she Beth. Know it all. <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, Beth, my brakes are out. Can you fix? No, I'm kidding. Not that. But, um, but I do, I can go to her about so many things. And so I just wanted her to talk today just about some wisdom that she has having raised um, three children. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I was not a single mom, and I know it's Mother's Day, but my girls had an incredible daddy, and um, all girls need an incredible daddy, and um, when that, my girls were little, they'd go visit my parents, and my girls would come back, and they'd say, Grandma and Granddad really think Daddy's something special. They really like him. They, they tell us all the time how great a daddy he is. And I'm like, what am I, chopped liver? You know, like, what? So they all just um, loved their daddy, and he was part of their upbringing. So say all that. But my biggest takeaway, I guess, from raising um, children, daughters, is the most important thing I think that we can do is to be very transparent with our children. And I can remember a time when uh, our oldest daughter was getting into her teenage years when they want to go do things and ride in cars and um, do things that they haven't done before. And I can remember her asking me a time or two if she could go do something or if she could be a part of something. And I didn't know why, but I needed to say no. And I didn't have a good reason. And I just felt the Holy Spirit guiding and leading and prodding me to say no. And she would say, but why? And I would say, you know what? I don't know why, but no, it just doesn't feel right to say yes. And she, she was respectful of that. It, it wasn't, I didn't say because I said so, it was because the Holy Spirit did not give me a good feeling about her going and doing something. So I would be um, very careful to make sure that you're listening to God's Spirit that's living in you as a guide and as a comforter when you make decisions but to know that you're making a decision based on um, what God wants of you and not what you want or your child wants. And I think that the transparency of that is that we don't know. We don't know everything, but we just have to do what we think is best and letting them know. Another thing, and my husband was very good at tempering me because I have a quick temper but um, and a loud voice, and uh, he would calm me down, but, um, and he stood in the gap during those times too, too much estrogen, you know. <laughs> and, um, but to always be really quick to apologize to your children so that they can see that you 
fail and that you make mistakes and you're not perfect, but you're just trying to guide them in the path that God would have them go. And it's hard, especially when you're mad at them. <laughs> but to always do that and to always be transparent and let God be in control, not you. And I can remember a time, again, like the oldest child is your guinea pig, you know, that um, you um, have to let go of them and, and let God be in control of them. And I can remember just wanting to take care of my oldest daughter and, and take care of the problem and just you know, for it to be okay, and God saying, just let loose of her. Let's open your hand and let loose of her, and let me have her. Let me take care of her. And, and it, took, it took some prying, and he was happy to do so. But when I did open my hand and let go of her, healing came her way. And uh, it was a very big lesson to learn, and I grew more during the troublesome times spiritually than any other time in my life. That's all I got for you. <laughs> that is not all she has. Um, she could talk for a long time, and we would all listen for a long time. Um, thank you for that wisdom. And I laughed because she told us this um, Wednesday night, and I thought, I think I just said because I said so to Riley yesterday. So I'll have to be working on that. But then, but then Riley, you also have to hear me when I say the Holy Spirit said no. She's in the back. So. <laughs> um, so I know that there are many of you here, um, several for sure, that had challenging relationships with your children, um, maybe adult children. And then there are also those of you who have challenging relationships with your, with your parents. And so that is something that I wanted Danica to talk about today. And um, she so gracefully um, agreed to, to talk about that. So if you just want to. Yes. And it was not an easy decision um, for me to, to come to because, um, you know, I, I was thinking, how can I do this? and still honor my mother because that is is what I want to do and that's the message that I want you all to know I, I honor my mother and um, uh, I reached out to a friend won't name any names but you'll know here in a minute um, and I and I wanted her to talk me out of this to be honest and um, she didn't she actually said verbatim things that were already in my spirit, and she said, Danica, you're, you're at the joyful end of this journey with your mom, and you really need to speak on it, and you really need to um, convey it to those that need to hear it, and I won't mention any names, but the joyful end of this journey, <laughs> thank you, Caitlin, um, but it, it's true, and so, um, and I'm also at, at a point in my life right now where you know, I just told God the other day, I'm like, I'm tired of feeling uncomfortable. I'm tired of doing uncomfortable things. And then Robbie called. And so it's like, yeah, no, God, God's saying, no, you're really not uncomfortable yet. I don't have you there yet. So um, it's, a, it's a delicate situation because we are still in the middle. My mom and I, our relationship, um, it is it's been a struggle. She was a single mom. My dad left when I was very young. Um, and she went through a lot of heartache and a lot of grieving took place. But prior to that, she was um, a part of a cult that, I mean, a, a genuine, like a real cult. 
um, so much trauma that never was addressed. And and I, when I'm able to look at her, I I see little Latricia. Like I see her, um, her as a child, and I have empathy for that. Um, so I know that she loved us immensely, and I know that she did the best that she could with what she, what she had. But as as it progressed, and I got older, and witnessed more, and um, felt like you know I, I was seeing a little bit of depression. I I felt like I needed to be her rock, and that doesn't work, you know, when you're a seven-year-old child, that just doesn't work, and so I took care of her, and she took care of us, you know, in her own way, but um, progressively got worse, and um, of course, teenage years came, and, um, uh, you know, I, I was your average teenager, I think. I tried to be respectful, but I was also sassy, so that's not changed much since then. Um, but so as an adult, though, I thought, man, I've got to do better. I've got two little girls. And I look at them and I'm like, I've got to do better. These are generational curses. My mom's relationship with my grandma was not well. And, and then mine and hers is not well. So I have get a, I've got to figure out a way to fight. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. I think the past five years, um, my husband and I are very transparent about therapy and what that's done for us in our marriage. Um, but then we had the thought, I had the thought that, you know, it would be great to have my mom a part of that journey, um, to see, because we just, I just have not given up hope. And so we did that. Um, we did that. And it went well, it got difficult, and when things get difficult, we get uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable. And so I remember that about the fourth night we were there, and I remember feeling, my spirit was feeling like, this is the last night, she's not gonna do this again. And we walked out, and she had tears streaming, and. She, she said, Danica, I can't do this. Like, I cannot do this again. And I was like, Mom, but why? You know, you deserve to, to figure this out. And I know it's difficult, but, you know, we can go back to your childhood and we can, we can work on us and we can work on you and it would be great. And she just, she just, I just took it for what she said in that moment. And she said, I cannot do this. And my heart broke into a million pieces. And I remember going home that evening. I have a church pew on the front of my house. And I sat there and I wept. And I grieved. And I allowed myself to grieve in that moment. The relationship that I thought I should have with my mother, that it was not going to be that. And that that was okay because I could still hold that grief in my hand. And I could hold joy in the other hand. And I could know that God's faithful. Like, he's faithful. Danica, you have to continue the work. You have to continue whatever that looks like. Therapy. You have to be who you needed as a child for your children. And whether my mom's able to do that now or never, I have to be ready for her. And that's, that is my plan to just keep breaking down those walls, those generational curses, interceding, I mean, interceding in prayer, 
on behalf of her. Um, and I know that she's a, she's a Christian and she prays too, but I feel like we will come together one day. I have the hope that we will, but if for no other reason, I'm asking, you know, I, initially I thought I would be talking to the daughter t- this morning. And for some reason, I feel like there's a mama out there, like who is starting to see the signs of disconnect. And, and if that's you, I'm just asking you to take a really close look at what you can do now and how you can help make yourself healthy now to get to that place with your children so that, you know, you're not 35 or you're not 50 or you're not, you know, you just start now. It's uncomfortable, but it's worth it. Like it is so worth it and it will always be worth it for my babies, obviously, but, um, but I still have so much hope that the journey for my mother and all, my, my mother and I, it is the end of the joyful journey for us, for me, because I'm okay with God taking this and me doing the work, but God taking this and saying, Danica, I will have this ready for you when I'm ready to have this for you. So it is truly the joyful end of this because I'm content with whatever he has in store for us. So good. Thank you. Um, and I know that, like this was so hard for Danica to agree um, to me um, to do this. So thank you for being brave and thank you for sharing. Um, next we have um, Ute Wesley, and I've known her. She started coming to our church before we were ever New Life, so she's been with us for 15, almost 16 years, and I realized about a year ago that I say her name wrong, um, and I, I don't, I, I was like, how did I not know this? So I say, I'm not German, so I say it in my southern Cersei way, and I say Ute. So she can tell us how to say it correctly, but um, I wanted her to talk today because she has been a single parent for the majority of Amanda's life, and she has done that so well. And I just think she has so much wisdom um, on that topic to share, and so I wanted her to do that today. Well, first of all, I want to say that my name is pronounced Ute. But nobody ever gets it right around here. <laughs> um, like Robbie said, uh, I have been a single mom uh, for Amanda for most, most of her life. And uh, it was very scary and overwhelming when I first was faced with um, the fact that now I'm a, a single parent. And I uh, kept um, questioning Am I still going to be able to be a good mom? Am I still going to um, be able to give her everything that she needs? And um, all those feelings are coming up, you know, feelings of guilt and um, fear, doubt. And so you, you have to deal with all that emotional, um, also trying to um, balance raising a child, working full-time, um, taking care of all the things around the house, especially the yard. That was like an ongoing nightmare. Uh, every time I turned around, that grass needed to be uh, mowed. And you already, your time is very thin, spread, so then here comes the grass again, and 
Um, I'm still so terrified of that grass. I now have, <laughs> I now have somebody who comes on a regular basis, and I pay him to mow my yard. <laughs> well worth the money. Uh, but at the at the time, you know, when you're a single parent, you don't have just an overabundance of money. You're the only one that brings money in, and you have to learn to. Um, um, use coupons, buy what's on sale, uh, and like Amanda said, we don't um, have lasagna in the summer because we don't run the oven and the air conditioner at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so you you learn those things, you you find out um, what works for you, and I had to also um, make have as a priority my daughter. The grass could wait, the messy house could wait, but my daughter could not wait. The time that I would spend with her, all the things that I could impart in her, I would never have that time again. So that was that window, and so uh, my poor neighbors had to deal with my art. So um, I also didn't have a very good support system. Like Robbie said, I'm originally from Germany, and so my family's not here. Uh, I had some friends, but um, they had their own family. They were busy. I didn't really want to impose on them. Um, so that, that was hard. If you're a single parent in here, I urge you to get in a life group, uh, find you a mom group. Um, reach out to people, ask for help, and build your support system. That is so important. Um, another thing that was really hard was all the decisions had to be made by me. All the responsibilities seemed to lift on my wrist on my shoulders, and um, it, it was it was very hard. I wish I had had a husband to run some things by but I didn't have that. So what, what I decided to do, I decided to go to God. He was all I really had left. And so I, I went to God for everything. I prayed about the little things that I needed help with, the provisions that I needed. And in the past, I always had thought about, you can, oh, God is so busy, you know, running, running the universe, that you can only come to him uh, if you have an emergency or if you have a really, really big problem. But through these years, I learned that God is interested in and concerned about all your little day-to-day -day things um, that are concerning to you. And so I, I really learned how to pray during those years, how to trust God, and how to put everything in his hands. Um, and he has always been faithful. He has been so faithful. I have seen him, uh, his hand moving in our lives so many times. And uh, when you just hear about the faithfulness of God, or you, we sing about the faithfulness of God, that is one thing. But when you really experience it, that is something that you can that you have that for the rest of your life. Uh, you, that will never um, go away. Um, that's really all I, I have.
One thing that you said in first service that I just wanted to reiterate um, is that you were not a yes. perfect mom. Yes. yes. Talk about that yes. for just that a second. Yes, that was another thing. You know, I, at first I said that I was always wondering, am I still going to be a good mom? Can I still do this? But through the years I found out that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a perfect mom um, to be a good mom. You, you mess up, especially during the teenage years, that was very, very challenging. <laughs> when you have no husband to back you up. <laughs> and um, so, yes, you, I was definitely probably a little bit too quick to respond <laughs> without really thinking that through. And so, uh, yes, I was definitely not a, a perfect, but we, we survived. Yes. We survived the yes. teenage, and so, yes. Yes, you survived and you yes. did well. <laughs> um, I just loved that, though, that we don't have to be perfect to be good. And I think that is resounding for so many that feel like there's this expectation of perfection, but it's not a necessity. We can be good and not be perfect in er every area of life, not just parenting. So, um, and Caitlin, I just want you to talk today about your journey. Um, you've been very open about your journey to having a baby and what that has looked like. And um, so I just want you to tell us about that today. So our journey is a lot different from the ones you've heard because I don't have any babies here yet. <laughs> um, but my husband and I, we celebrate 11 years this year. And we started our journey of trying to have a baby seven and a half years ago. And if you would have told me seven and a half years ago that I would be sitting right here talking to you guys about our story with so much joy but no baby, I would have told you that is not me. <laughs> you got that all wrong. But the reality of our story is the moment I stopped putting my plans in place or trying to get my plans rolling, God just like turned my whole life around. So you're looking at someone who like I was practically born in the church, like I've heard all the things there are to hear. Um, so growing up, I used to hear the joy of the Lord is your strength. We sang a song about it in Sunday school. Like, yeah, he sure is. But I did not know what that meant whenever I was a kid. And so Ben and I, we started talking about, do we want to have kids? And as soon as he said, yes, I do someday, I was like, all right, let's get a nursery built. Let's buy um, two years worth of diapers. Like, we're going to Google our way through this. And he's like, okay, there she goes. And so we did that for a while. And then I was like, okay, now it's time to start trying. And we're going to have a baby. And it's going to be great. And then uh, I'm sure God's up there like, <laughs> look at her, thinking this is what's going to happen. And this is going to be fun. So we start trying, and about a year into things, um, nothing was happening for us. And so I was like, well, let's just go to the doctor and see what they say. And I went to my doctor, um, Ben went to his doctor, and we were met in the waiting room with some very devastating news. And when we heard um, that biological children just were not in the cards for us, um, that rocked my world. <laughs> And I would love to sit here and tell you the first thing I did was say, okay, God, like, that's great. I guess that's not your plan. But instead, I went into a very deep depression 
um, before I even knew it because when our doctor told us that that wasn't going to work for us, that's when Satan came in and was like, see, you're not going to be a mom. Life is not going to go how you want. Um, so buckle up, buttercup, because this is what we're doing. <laughs> and so I was just so broken, and I lived that broken life for a good year where I just didn't know how to get out of it. And I was sitting at a women conference. This is why I think our women conference every year, um, God speaks to me at it. But I was sitting at a women conference, and the theme was joy. And I was there, and I didn't feel any joy. The more they talked, the more I was like, yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not how I feel. And Mercy Lokalutu was up there speaking, and she said, the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? Well, when you lose your joy, you lose your strength to fight off the enemy's lies. When they tell you you're not good enough, you're not going to be a mom, you're not going to get married, you're not going to do this and that, that's when the enemy sweeps in and just, you know, tears you apart. And if you don't have that joy, then you're not going to be able to fight that off. And when she said that, I was like, you know what, that's my problem. I've lost all joy. And in my seat, I was just like, God, I am handing this over to you. I'm handing this over and I need my joy back. And God promised me in that seat, I'm going to restore your joy tenfold. Um, not just a baby. I'm going to take you on a journey and I'm going to restore your joy and show you who I really am. And again, I thought I knew who he really was, but sometimes it's in the struggle that you realize, okay, this is not, you know, like Ute said, like when you have no faith at all and, or when you're just so down that, and you go through things, that's when God really shows you who he is. So we, I told my husband, what happened at um, conference and what I thought God told me. And then I just started waking up every day saying, Lord, today is your day and I need you to give me joy. I need you to walk with me today. And I still pray that prayer every morning to this day. And at first it was hard. I had to look for little things. In fact, I mean, I would see the word joy like on a bumper sticker going to work or a billboard or, you know, just or people would send me things, or I would have dreams, you know, that it was just like, that you just know that that's God, like, putting his arm around you, and um, that has been my life for five of our seven and a half years, and through my pain, I started baking one night, because I stress eat, <laughs> and God gave me a business out of my stress eating <laughs> and said, you know what? And like, I don't bake anything. Like I can't bake a good chocolate chip cookie, but I started making these random little cookies that now all of central Arkansas wants. And like I was sitting in that sanctuary at women conference and I felt so lost and not seen. And then two years ago, pre COVID, they invited us to bring, they didn't know our story, they just knew the cookies, and they invited us to bring our joyride there, and we were sitting in that conference singing, they were doing a medley about how good God is and how awesome God is, and it was like God met me in that same sanctuary and said, do you, do you see what just happened? Four years ago, you thought no one saw you, no one cared about you, you know, there was no end in sight for your, your pain, and here you are, your business is parked outside that you never thought you could ever have. And like, do you see how good I am? <laughs> and so when I was talk talking to Robbie about speaking, I told her, I don't want to forget or I don't want to overlook the people who are starting their journey. Because like I said, 
that first month of no positive tests, like every month you don't get a positive test, you grieve all over again for what you thought could have been. And the more you do that, it's not like the pain goes away, but it's like Jesus comes beside you and says, it's okay. You know, if you ever know, sometimes your dad does things because he knows what's better for you than what you do. And I was telling them, um, I want to really convey how I can hold joy and hold wanting something so bad that's not his plans in the same hand. And um, I was reminded of last fall, my husband told me, okay, babe, get ready, and we're going to go eat. I've planned a dinner reservation. Again, you know, I like to eat. And he said, you need to be very hungry. And I was like, well, I'm already hungry. Let's get in the car. Let's go. And so we were going three hours away. And, y'all, it was northwest Arkansas. We didn't get to BB before. I was like, okay, I need some french fries. Let's stop here, get fries. Like, we got three hours. And he would not stop. Um, but we almost didn't make it to, you know, our anniversary because of this. But he was like, no, babe, like, I promise you're going to want what, what I've got. And I'm like, okay, we passed, you know, Andy's. I'm like, just some ice cream. I don't care. Like, I promise I'll eat whatever. And he's like, no, babe, we're going. So that man drove all the way to Fayetteville. And we went to the restaurant. And, of course, it's this beautiful restaurant, white tablecloths, um, you know, let me order anything off the menu that I wanted, and I got everything that I wanted, including carrot cake, which is my favorite dessert. Ironic, because I make macarons, but <laughs> I like carrot cake better. And he uh, got the check, and as I got that last bite of carrot cake, I was sitting there, and I said, oh, my gosh, babe, this was so worth the wait. And as soon as I said that, it's like the Holy Spirit tapped on my shoulder and said, you see what just happened? You could have had french fries, but that's not what was in store for you. You waited joyfully because you trusted the promise maker. And so with your story now, you're waiting joyfully, even though there's things that you're like, uh, should we just do that? No, God, God hasn't given us the green light on that. It's because I know that God has got something so much better than anything on the road to it. And so if you're in a waiting season right now and you just are like not understanding why, I encourage you to get on your knees and ask God, what am I supposed to learn here? And to be patient. And I know that is so cliche. And again, if you would have told me seven year, years ago to be patient, I would have been like, you be patient. No. <laughs> um, but he is just so faithful. And he has promised us. And it's just like my earthly father, like he would always say, if you eat your dinner, you get dessert. You think he ever told me, oh, we're not doing that anymore. No, he always came through on his promises. And my God comes through on his promises. I was thinking between services too, like the toddler challenge, you know, that they used to do like, well, last year, like, I guess everyone was bored, and so I've seen some of you do it with your kids where you put, like, something really good in front of the kids, and then you leave, and you're like, you can have that, but later. And the kids, like, say, what? No, like, I want to eat this now. But they wait, and they wait, and then the parent comes back, and they're like, good job. Now you can have it. And I thought back when y'all were doing that, you need to give these babies those gummies <laughs> and stop playing with their emotions <laughs> because, you know, what is that? But it's just teaching them to obey, and that's what we need to do. We need to obey in our waiting season and know that God has something for us, and just because we don't get that in our time, that doesn't mean he's not good. 
that means he's our father and he's teaching us lessons that we need to learn and share with others when you have the opportunity. So. Isn't that so good? So, so good. Um, I love listening to um, Caitlin and just her talking about that. And because she really lives it out. She doesn't, she's not just here today saying, I have this joy. Like she lives out the joy. But I know that she has chosen to have the joy as well. Um, she has chosen to allow God to give that to her. And I think that is a really important lesson for all of us that yes, God is gonna help us on our journey. He is gonna be there for us and he will supernaturally give us that, but he has to um, be, we have to be willing to choose that. Um, just like what Danica said, that she is choosing to do the work and that she knows there will be restoration in time. And in the process, she's doing the work, and, but also trusting God. So I just think it was so good. Can we give these ladies a round of applause? So, so good. Thank you all, each of you, for taking time today to speak about um, your journey. So can you all stand with us? We're going to pray. Thank you, God, again for this day. Thank you for this Mother's Day. And um, thank you for all the moms in the house today and just the love and the joy that you have brought to each of them. And God, also today we pray for each one, um, each mom or child here today who is just heartbroken. And this is a really hard day to be here. God, I pray today for peace to just consume them. I pray that you would bring joy to their heart. And God, I pray today for anybody here who is in a season of waiting, whether it is for a child or a spouse or for healing. God, I just pray that you would bring the hope and the joy to them during that process. God, we pray today for all the single moms here that you would just give them strength as they journey each day with their children to be there for them, to be the hope that their children have. Um, and God, again, for those that are just struggling with relationships and have challenging relationships, God, I pray for restoration and I pray for the hope of that today. So we just love you and we thank you for this wonderful day today as we celebrate each and every mom. In Jesus' name, amen.